Well, folks, with the Wayfield Report in its fifth season and me starting my 14th year of podcasting in 2021, I figured now would be as good time as any to start a Patreon page for the podcast. And I know everyone these days has a Patreon page who is a podcaster, but let me tell you what you're going to get if you decide to join the Whitfield Report Patreon. At the one level, at the one dollar level, you'll simply be uh, contributing. That'll simply be a way of saying thank you, uh, and I appreciate it. But that's that. However, at the $3 level on up, you're going to be getting access to an exclusive uh, podcast that I'm hoping to do weekly called the Savage Express Podcast. And on that podcast, exclusive to Patreon subscribers and supporters, I'll be covering music and movies and pop culture and personally and anecdotes in ways that uh, I can't cover on uh, YouTube or traditional podcast platforms. I'm hoping to do this every week. I might not, but it'll certainly be a longer form podcast uh, for those types of topics if you're interested in that sort of thing. And uh, I also might be re-releasing some uh, episodes of the Whitfield Analysis, my old podcast, re-releasing the back catalog, as it were, uh, digging out some of the old video clips that I've had in archive for years, and posting all of that exclusively to the Patreon site for you guys. It's going to be a good time, and uh, there are a couple of different tiers you can join in at. Uh, I understand if you can't join the Patreon, but if you're if you're able to uh, financially support the show and you want to help out, joining the Patreon would be the best way to do that. So I encourage you to go to patreon.com forward slash Whitfield Report and sign up on one of the tiers today. And uh, again, folks, I want to thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And hopefully, uh, I can look forward to your financial contribution, which I deeply appreciate as well. God bless, folks, and uh, God freedom amongst see in that order. You know, I always promised myself that if I was still on when Rush was off the air, that I would play this uh, theme of his as a tribute. And so, that is exactly what I'm doing. And, uh... You know, I'm guessing that this stream isn't going to be monetized at all. But it's worth it. And, uh, wow.
Great to be with you folks. Sam Whitfield here behind the Scarlet Red microphone here in South Florida. You can you can call me via uh, Streamlabs. Uh, actually, you can donate TTS Streamlabs.com forward slash the Whitfield Report. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at somebody underscore NDC. You can follow me on Dab and Mines at Sam Whitfield. Parlor is supposed to be back. You can find me on there at Sam Whitfield as well. But, um, you know, we don't really do call-ins. I, I guess technically we can take phone calls, but I've tried messing with that system. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's not completely smooth, but, uh, folks at any rate, welcome to the show. And, um, well, considering the news, ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, I am glad to be here. Um, because I'm glad to be with my audience, but, um, you know, I, I wish, I wish, uh, this were under, uh, slightly better circumstances for those of you who, uh, don't know. And, uh, actually my mom didn't even know until I told her the news about an hour ago. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, America's Anchorman, and now I can officially say the greatest of all time in radio broadcasting has succumbed to uh, lung cancer at age 70. And, uh, you know, we knew that this was coming about a year ago. He announced on his show that he had stage four cancer. That same week that he received his cancer diagnosis, I actually did a show um, where I explained what Rush meant to me. And I actually went back and listened to that show uh, today. It's very uh, rare when I go back and listen to my own shows. Um, you know, unless I'm like doing editing to upload the audio podcast, you know, if I have to clean something up, but technically that's not really like listening, listening. Um, but... I did, and pretty much nothing has really changed as far as Rush's influence. I've told this story before, but I will tell it again. Um, basically, I was a political nerd as a kid, as most of you guys know, and my uh, mother would always... Uh, pick me up on, I believe it was Thursdays from school for like physical therapy. And we had to go all the way up to Boulder from 
uh, Denver, which was a bit of a drive, and during that time, uh, she would have the radio on. Now, what's interesting about my, about my mother is, although she is, I guess, conservative-ish, she's more of a libertarian, actually, and I'm actually more of the conservative now, which is the funny thing. Uh, but she would have uh, the radio on all the time, and it wasn't just Rush Limbaugh. It was... Uh, she actually had, believe it or not, NPR on a lot of the time. And she was, she, I wouldn't say she was a fan of Terry Gross, but she would listen to Terry Gross. I personally, I can't, I can't stand the monotone voice of NPR at all. Um, but I would listen to, uh, you know, NPR and everyone and, uh, basically, I, I remember listening to Rush one day and just the energy of his show was more or less the, uh, you know, I, I remember hearing it and I remember thinking, that's what I want to do. I want to have a, I want to have a radio show. Um, I was bound and determined Get one. Flash forward to 2008. Podcasting comes out. I get into that. And then, uh, you know, the rest is history, as they say. Um, so, yeah, we're here tonight to, uh, you know, talk about Rush Limbaugh and the legacy. The good... The uh, bad, the controversial, everything. Uh, I want to welcome everyone in the chat. Uh, we have in the chat Tom Sawyer, uh, Sawson, Hail Sawson, Hail Basic, Hail Bruce City, who I know is probably going to clip uh, the sh out of the show. Hail uh, Titty Salad, who may or may not leave the stream part way like uh you know like i i i think she admitted at least to me in dms to dipping on the show part way through uh that may happen but uh you know who who knows even even some uh right wingers dip from this show uh, from time to time, I, I I tend to piss everyone off equally eventually. So there you have it. Um, let's see. Um, but but anyway, no, just just kidding, Titty. I we 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 love you. So uh, Oki Dean is here as well, and this is uh. This is basically turning into a hail saucin fest. So I really need the hail I really need to get my soundboard up and do a hail saucin thing. Uh but at anyway. Uh I might do a stream all about all about Assassin one day and how terrific she is, but uh Today, yeah, let's let's just talk about Rush. 
Um, very interesting uh, individual. And I've actually, I actually learned some things about him that I had forgotten about, um, such as the fact that he was a uh, sports broadcaster for the Kansas City Royals, and can't remember what other team, but yeah, he started out in sports radio, which I had completely forgot uh, about, and then... The other thing I learned, which I had forgotten about, was that he was actually a radio uh, DJ in Cape Girardeau, Missouri at age 14, which is kind of, it, it's kind of a little ironic because that was exactly when I started doing the show too. So um, then he went to work uh in california got a station gig down there and moved more uh into politics and then he got a um he got a station offer to move his show to wabc where it was nationally syndicated and um yeah he did that at, at about age 35 or 36 i think according to uh, the book, and by the way, if you want an uh, interesting read on Rush, I highly recommend listening, either reading or listening to uh, on Audible, uh, Rush Limbaugh, An Army of One, which was actually written by Zev Chaffetz, who is a New York Times uh, re reporter. And uh, actually a pretty big liberal, but he uh, he essentially went out to try and do like an expose on uh, Rush and ended up doing more of like a an autobiography. He actually met Rush and got to know him and uh, through research and through meeting the guy, figured out that, you know, came to decide that Rush wasn't as much of a monster or a monster at all, really. And, uh, you know, that even though he didn't agree with Rush, he certainly understood his influence. And that was back in 2012 um, when that book came out. And I actually, I read that book uh, the senior I was going, the year I was going into my senior year of high school. Um, I was actually on a cruise ship in Alaska when I was reading that book, and uh, I remember being on the cruise ship and looking at glaciers in the middle of the ocean and uh, reading the book, and I'm also pretty sure that there was a drowning polar bear out there, but then again, Al Gore is still wrong about, you know, climate change. Uh, I'm not saying that climate change is fake and entirely, don't misunderstand, I'm saying that Al Gore, you know, super serial guy was uh, wrong about climate change. And he is 
an absolute grifter uh, as well. Um, but yeah, um, Russia's style of broadcasting. He was also a uh, shock jock, which I think is why so many people think he's a controversial figure, because a lot of the things that he has said that could be controversial were in a shock jock manner. I mean, ha Howard Stern has said way, you know, edge edgier things but essentially um you know rush when he started out making like all of the controversial comments that he did they were all you know it was for the shock jock effect pretty much and i actually have i found uh two clips one is actually a broadcast from his early days um, on the radio, uh, someone brought in a TV, uh, crew into WABC, and so this is, is, I won't play the whole thing, but there is footage of Rush's show from the very early days, which I found earlier tonight, and I, I was watching a little bit of it. And so, for those who aren't familiar with the early days of El Rushbo, I give you Rush at WABC New York. All right. See here. Oh, thought I had this queued up already. No matter though. Because we are professionals or semi-professional and this is why I need a uh, you know an in-house producer and uh, also you know titty salad if, if you listen to the show long enough if you listen to my show long enough you will eventually become a good conservative housewife it's it's bound to happen mark my words but anyway uh clip number one of uh rush go and yes he was fat back in the day the opinions expressed on the Rush Limbaugh program do not necessarily reflect those of WABC Radio or its management. And now, here's Rush Limbaugh. By the way, that's a gutless disclaimer. The views expressed by the host on this show ought to become federal law, and the station and sponsors ought to heartily endorse them. Heaven forbid. Why don't you take it off? No, it's I can't. It's a joke. It's, See, it's, I asked um, you to come in here and bring, and bring, just wear the mask. Because you, so no. many people, so many people don't like... Oh, yes, he used to have the news girl you know, as a co-host back uh, in the day. I made a joke, you know, you might want to wear a mask in here just to protect your no, identity. No, you said wear a paper bag over my head. I said wear a paper bag and then take it off. No. 
You take have it to, off. No, I can't. You're a gorgeous woman. I have to take keep it, it on. Oh, come on. I'm going to take it No, don't you leave me alone now. Get on with your show. You were so worried about the show. Get on. The news is over. The show can begin. Greetings to you, ladies and gentlemen, all across the, oh, the entire fruited plain today. We welcome the C-SPAN cameras to WABC News Talk Radio 770 and Rush Limbaugh with yet another excursion into broadcast excellence hosted by me. Let me give you the phone numbers if you want to be part of the program today. And, hey, Mario, remember now that when we give these numbers out, these numbers are going out all over the fruited plain, and so people from all over there are going to be trying to call. Mm -hmm. Use your best judgment in there. It's uh, 201-489-WABC from New Jersey. And from anywhere else, 212-563-WABC if you're illiterate. WABC equals 92... Well, that wouldn't matter anyway. If you're illiterate, you wouldn't know numbers either. The <coughs> yeah. WABC 9222. All right, the far right-hand column of phone, if you have a touchtone phone, the 9 is second from... What the hell is a touchtone uh, telephone? Just kidding. I actually know what that is. But for the, uh, for the Gen Z crowd out, out there, there was actually a time where you would have to use a physical... Uh, touch tone telephone to make phone calls and there was also long distance and many syndicated radio shows back in the day had like toll-free numbers they still do but that was how you made phone calls uh, kids so like I said I'm not gonna play this whole entire thing because it is an hour long, but it is highly entertaining to watch. Even if you're not really a Rush fan, it's it's a pretty fascinating look at like broadcasting pre-internet too, basically. Um, also, hail Serio uh, in the chat. Um, so there's an early look at uh, Rush. And then I also found this uh, 60 uh, minutes interview. Let me, oh, and it's, it's at the end. Let me go back and uh, start it. Okay. So cut number two. Whoa, this was from last year. So let's go. Stations nationwide. More than 7 million listeners a week hear Limbaugh lambasting liberals, railing against the homeless, beating up on feminists, gays, and those he calls peaceniks and environmental wackos. Unhappily, his critics say he's proof that bigotry sells. As you're about to see and hear, Rush Limbaugh is too big to ignore. Welcome to the Rush Limbaugh program, a program exclusively designed for rich conservatives and right-minded Republicans and those who want to be either or both. With the torso as big as his voice, this 300-pounder from Cape Girardeau, Missouri, has fashioned a blend of political satire and commentary into the most successful radio talk show in the country. You can hear him three hours every afternoon, virtually anywhere in America. The views expressed by the host on this show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, nor sponsors of this station, but they ought to be. And what are those views? Well, listen. It won't take you long to figure them out. We'll give you some help. When you hear the music up, up, and away in my beautiful balloon, that means it's time for a condom update. The New York City school system won a close vote recently 
to distribute condoms on request to any high school student in the school system who wants one. The budgets are so tight, they may have to cut 18,000 teachers. The message is that it is more important to give students condoms in New York City than it is to give them teachers. Who is this guy and where did he... By the way, uh... New York City, the New York City school system is still shit 20 years uh, later. And, well, now it's, well, now it's virtually non-existent because of COVID. Um, but, you know, nice to know that things really haven't changed uh, in New York in terms of the school system there. Uh, in 30 years just about. But hey, you know, actually, a lot of, uh, you know, kids can just look up stuff uh, on YouTube and learn useful things that way. So, you know, it's not all bad. Come from? Well, he's a twice-divorced college sure. dropout and failed disc jockey who is waging what he calls cultural warfare, skewering liberal sacred cows, environmentalists, feminists, militant gays, and animal rights activists. Okay, notice that the notice that 60 Minutes did, uh, you know, make the distinction of militant gays. They wouldn't do that now. They would just say gays, period. But, yeah, militant gays. Often with their own material, culled from the eight newspapers he reads every day. Have we got fun in store for you today? We the latest have. news from the Animal Rights Front is introduced with Andy Williams singing Born Free, mixed with gunfire, explosions, and animal cries. The feminist update begins with Born to be a Woman. Limbaugh doesn't like feminists much, calls their leaders feminazis. Which, and I'm sorry today, Salad, but with the exception of you, most of them are feminazis. By now, you're either laughing or fuming. And to Rush Limbaugh, it doesn't... Or both. If you've, turned, if you've tuned into my program, you've probably done both at some point. ...that much difference. People have called you a sexist. Right. People have called you a homophobe. Right. Are you? Oh, of course not. I'm none of those things. I am, I am simply someone who views events in life and comments on them. I have my own version of what's right and wrong. You've also been called arrogant and pompous. Well, <laughs> I call it confidence. <laughs> and for now, he can afford to be cocky. Oracle or opportunist, he is part of the American commerce, bringing listeners back to AM radio. In New Orleans, when WWL started carrying his show, the station jumped from number seven in the ratings to number one. Johnny Andrews is the station manager. In the past 25, 30 years in, in radio, I can only think of a handful of uh, national radio personalities who have made an impact on, on local radio stations. Paul Harvey, of course, Charles Osgood. And now in the 90s, here's this guy, Rush Limbaugh. I'm sad that, that Billy Carter is no longer. He's a great character and he was a nice guy. And if he were still around, we'd be the dream Democrat ticket. The dream ticket. Ted, Ted Kennedy and Billy Carter. Right. And the slogan would be, you drink, I'll drive. <laughs> Where are you calling from, Steve? He takes a few phone calls, usually from like-minded listeners. Mary in Plattsburgh, New York. Hi, and welcome to the Rush Limbaugh program. Hi, 
People calling his New York studio on cellular phones get priority treatment because, he says, they must be rich. It's his talk show, and he's the talker. No guests. He says he doesn't need them. I don't defer to the experts. I <coughs> am <Yeah>. the expert. <laughs> okay, hold up. Being one. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, so... Again, for the for the Zoomers out there, okay, for the Gen Z folks, again, context. And by the way, you're talking to a you're talking to a kid who was born in the mid in the mid nineties, but who's also obsessed with the eighties culture. So, for the younger audience members, let me uh, also tell you that back in the day. Cell phone, cell, cellular phones. Well, actually, let me pull up a picture here on screen for you guys. Mm. Okay, well, that those are all the phones that we have today, but let me... Why is my thing, uh, okay, ah, okay, so for the younger crowd, this is what a uh, cell phone used to look like. They were these big blocky things uh, that you, you know, they, they didn't, they were, they were bricks essentially and they could barely fit in your uh, pocket like if you've ever watched an episode of like the X-Files from the early 90s and you see those uh, you know big giant black things that aren't guns yeah this is most likely what they are and my mother actually had she actually had one for like a real long a real long time because I, I found it like I don't know five years ago and you know, her stuff of storage or whatever. But anyway, yeah, that's what a cell phone used to look like, kitties. Uh, no, no texting, no screen. You couldn't even, yeah, you couldn't even do texting. It was just, uh, and cellular uh, rates were through the roof back then. And the only reason why my mother had one was because she was working for, uh, Microsoft back in the day and was in sales and so they gave her one of those things uh, that she used like you know I think even like a year after I was born so yeah the folks we uh, we educate the zoomers here too So, um, Alan Powell says that he is a pregnant teenager. Um, well, Alan, you're, Alan, that's, that's not true. You're a man. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but you, uh, you can't decide to gender swap, buddy. I, I know that's going to upset Titty Salad, but 
I'm sorry. You're a man, man. But uh, anyway, so the reason why Rush is saying that, uh, you know, people with cell phones must be like conservative rich people is because back in the 90s, those are pretty much the only people that could. So, yeah, continuing on. One in Sacramento. Today, he's traveling by limousine, demanding $15,000 for a personal appearance. Oh, the Rush to Freedom toy. I forgot all about this. Yeah, Rush actually used to do stand-up, like, back in, in the day, and, uh, or, you know, something akin to that. Um... And, yeah, Owen could take a few lessons from guy. And, damn it, I mentioned Owen again, but, eh, say lobby. He's part of, he's part of my subculture now. Uh. In New Orleans last spring, 6,000 fans paid $20 apiece to listen to stories like this one about a men's club in San Francisco that was forced to admit women who then demanded their own exercise room. Ben said, fine, we'll be glad to give you your own exercise room. In fact, we'll even put the first three pieces of exercise equipment in there for you. They put in there a washing machine, an ironing board, <laughs> vacuum cleaner. True story. The story got a lot of applause, but not everyone's cheering. Attorney Gloria Alred, one of the country's most prominent feminists, says Limbaugh would get big applause at a Nazi rally. I'll bet you they didn't see the humor in it at all. These people don't have any sense of humor. He is hurting us, and I can't emphasize that enough. He is trying to make us a joke so that we won't be taken seriously, and part of the problem with... Well, I think Trigglypuff did a pretty damn good job of that. I mean, yeah, same with the... Same with the uh, red-haired, you know, feminist chick that, like, tried to punch uh, Breitbart in the face. Yeah, the feminist... The feminists have done wonders for their, uh, you know, self-image. But then, uh, you know, women like uh, Juliet Ferrete leave the feminist movement and, you know, then get canceled. So, eh. Moving the women's movement forward is the trivialization of the women's movement. Feminism was established so as to allow unattractive women easier access to the mainstream society. That's the type of woman-hating statement that is perpetuated over and over again. Look, if they get mad at that, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not doing what I do to make sure nobody gets mad. I can understand how that would ruffle feathers, but it isn't going to stop me. What are you trying to do with this show? I'm trying to attract the largest audience I can and hold it for as long as I can so that I can charge advertisers confiscatory advertising rates. This is a business. You're in it for the money? Uh, sure. Of course, I'm doing a lot of this for money. But I, I don't want it to just stop there. I mean, everybody does what they do, do for the money. If somebody tells you it's not the money, believe me, it's the money. So, again, this brings up the question. What makes a grifter? I mean, I guess technically, eh, yeah, you could say Rush is, is a grifter, but then again, that term gets used because if, if you make money, 
doing something in broadcasting or artistic or anything like that, eh, you kind of are a grifter. But at least he's not trying to, uh, you know, be deceptive about it. And speaking of money, Limbaugh will earn about a million dollars this year. His rush to excellence videotape is expected to sell nearly 50,000 copies. And there are mugs and t-shirts. Which I think, yeah, there are still mugs and t-shirts in the store now. Let me pull something else up here. Because this is a clip that I remember, um, well, let me, let me go back to the main camera screen here. Uh, oh, and, uh, let me see, let me check on, let me check on, uh, donations here. Oh, uh, thanks to Fat Cake Boy for the one dollar. So, thanks, uh, thanks, Fat Cake Boy. Very cool. And also, uh, subscribe to Fat Cake Boy's channel. Also, uh, happy birthday to the interest of stuff, by the way. Uh, it's Jeremy's birthday today so i do want to take a moment to say uh happy birthday jeremy and uh also um yeah uh my my dad showed me rush when i was 10 well my mom showed me rush when i was 10 so yeah alan and i are very similar that way uh let's see <laughs> I was talking about how my teacher was a dumb bitch, and he was like, you sound like this guy. Oh, uh, Alan. Alan, I, 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 knew that, I knew that there were several reasons I liked you, and that's just, that's just reason 1001, uh, ba ba Who 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 was rushed to uh, insult anyone's appearances? And nobody nobody really uh, titty salad, but that's what ma that's what makes it hilarious. Um, at least in my book, and like I said, the guy was a master was a master uh, troll. Um, so. Let me see if I can still find this. It might, it might not be up on YouTube anymore, but it might. So around the time I really got into 
Rush. I mean, really got into Rush. Um, which would have been around. Two thousand eight. This was a viral clip at the. No, actually, this was in two thousand. And by the way, I I know for a fact that this uh. That this show isn't going to be montage at all. Which is why uh, I'm thankful for donations from like you. Okay, so. Um, this right here was one of the first clips on YouTube of Rush that I remember. Uh, Rush, Rush Limbaugh, Obama's destroying the economy. Ape. Okay. And here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, greetings, great to have you with us. I am Rush Limbaugh, and this is the one and only Excellence in Broadcasting Network, and we've got broadcast excellence for the next three hours just for you. Our telephone number, 800-282-2882, if you want to be on the program. The email address, lrushbaugh at eibnet.com. Kill the music. Look at me. Ladies and gentlemen, there can be no other way to say this now. The gloves have to come off. It's time for people to sober up. The President of the United States, Barack Obama, is destroying the United States economy. So is There Biden is no other now. way to describe this. Systematically destroying it. Russia, are you saying he's doing this on purpose? Not going there, it doesn't matter. What matters is... The United States economy is being destroyed. Even the Associated Press, government-run Associated Press, with a headline, Big Government Spending Programs Are Having the Opposite Effect on the Economy. They are concluding that you cannot spend yourself out of a recession. So what is President Obama planning to do? Spend even more, even sooner. Here is the AP story. <clears throat> the Federal Reserve announced a $1.2 trillion plan three months ago designed to push down mortgage rates and breathe life into the housing market. But this 
and other big government spending programs are turning out to have the opposite effect. It is not just that they aren't working. They are hurting. They are harming anybody with a... Cash for clunkers, anyone? Remember that program? Yeah, that well, cash for clunkers worked out real well back during the uh, early Obama years, didn't it? Supposedly, you were supposed to be able to like trade in your old vehicle and get you know cash from the government in order to, like get a trade in on, on like more energy efficient. No vehicle problem is that a lot of uh there was a lot of red tape or traded in those never uh got the money or they would never get enough uh you know they would never get enough you know rebates get a vehicle so you know when the government interferes on stuff like that, it doesn't work. But anyway, yeah, this whole, uh, I remember this clip that there was the uh, I hope he fails thing that got a lot of comments. And also, this one in particular, Obama is going on me. Uh, now, someone mentioned earlier today that Rush also DM'd me just now, actually, and mentioned the Paul uh, Shanklin. Those who don't know, uh, Paul Shanklin is a satirist who wrote multiple songs and jingles uh, for Rush over the years. Um, and he has a particular set of uh satirical songs satirical uh bits that i know bruce city would would love as one of her bots in her discord is named after alice sharpton um one of my all-time favorite rush was uh a, a series that he did called the Justice Brothers. And uh what are the who are the Justice Brothers? Bask, Al Sharpton, and Jesse Jackson, two of the biggest race baiters in America. So here are the Justice Brothers by Paul Shane. These are, I, oh gosh, I want to say these are like, these are from 2008. These are old. I, I've, I've had these in my library for a long time. Now a message from the firm of Sharpton and Jackson. The Justice Brothers. Did a washed up radio shot jock recently offend you? Has anybody uttered the unutterable? Then just, just call us, us the Justice, Justice Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, it's hard to believe we rep. 
percent of the time minority. But we do every day of the week. We specialize in class action protests and corporate shakedowns. Whether it's Freddie's Fashion Mart, the Warner Brawley, and House of Bush or MSNBC. We'll get a love donation or a piece of the corporate pie. And you, uh, uh, you'll uh, uh, feel better about yourself. Uh, so if you want justice, you can't call anybody else. Cause when it comes to justice, there's just, just us. The firm of Sharpton and Jackson does not represent interloping crackers, Jaime Diamond merchants, Asians, or Koreans. Uh. Now a simple test from the firm of Sharpton and Jackson. Which of the following words are dangerous to use in everyday broadcast? Tahoe, Arapahoe, Tallahoe, Don Ho, Ho Ho Ho, or Merry Christmas. All of these could be taken as offensive if you're not insured with us. The, the Justice, Justice Brothers. Brothers. In today's uncertain world of radio, why take a chance on blowing up your career? Let the Justice Brothers protect you with broadcast insurance. For just $1,000 a day, we will provide coverage to a system of racial credits. Racial credits are similar to our course carbon credits. But we ain't gonna plan nothing, we ain't gonna build nothing. Just pack you up if you run off at the mouth. Rap artists and Hollywood actors have relied on coverage from the Justice Brothers for years. Broadcast insurance from Sharpton and Jackson. Because just like your neighbor, we really don't care. What do you want? Broadcast insurance! When do you need it? Right now! That's racist, though. A black guy doing a, a white... Or no, a white guy doing a black guy's voice that that that's racist yo that's racist <laughs> actually uh i think uh know who who al sharpton reminds me of now is uh oddly enough i mean i know i know that al sharpton is uh is still alive I know he's I know he's not dead, unfortunately. But uh Jesse Lee Peterson reminds me of Al Sharpton a lot. But like the polar opposite of uh you know Al Al Sharpton. Just as nuts. But uh, you know I mean he's the guy that Made the whole beta thing a thing a meme. So and someone needs to update the uh, broadcast in, insurance because it it is a great parody, but, but someone needs to update it so it's uh now it's Jack Dorsey getting Twitter insurance because uh you know all of these people who are basically like running around saying uh heinous. Stuff like oh, Maga deserve to get by a truck. Uh, they're still on. And uh, oh wait, a Disney executive actually said that. So um, yeah. Uh, let's let's look at the comments, shall we? So, who do we have in the chat? We have 
We have, uh, we, st we still have brew, we still have sarsen, we, we still have titty salad. All right. We still have my favorite feminist here. That is actually applause worthy. Actually, do I have, no, I don't have the soundboard. Thought I did, but I don't. Um, um, Dawson says, I was thinking a few months ago, Alan would be the perfect uh, driving instructor, which he, he would, he would be, he, he would be, absolutely, um, oh, Sawson's got to go to bed, which, uh, I mean, it is 11, oh yeah, it's 11, it's 11.30 here, so, it, yeah, what am I saying, I kind of started this being like, but see, I'm also a night owl, um, so this is this is like normal, although um, you know I do want to uh, address something because there are some people on Facebook who have been saying uh, you know that Rush was a racist and all that, and uh, apparently. By, uh, you know, by posting a tribute to Rush Today on Facebook, I, uh, I ticked a few people off today, and now they think I'm on drugs, so they asked me if I, if I'm on drugs, and the answer is no, but also, yes, sort of, so it is, uh, and it's, Believe me, it's it's not oxy either. See, I I can make those jokes as well, folks. I'm not on oxy, but what I am on is melatonin from Onnit, which is also Joe Rogan's company. He's not, and he's not paying me to shill this, although he should. So I'm on this, uh, I'm on this melatonin spray. I, ha I have another bottle over by my bedstand, but essentially spray this three times and then you, uh, you know, you fall asleep or, you know, do something else. Uh, -huh. uh and then you'll fall asleep in 30 minutes. So yeah, I, I am on, I am declaring. That I am on drug. I am on melatonin. But that's pretty much the only drug I'm on. Other than caffeine. So there you go. There you have it. I'm on. I am on drug, drugs folks. Flip that. Flip that. Um. So now that I've confessed to being uh, melatonin, let's see, what else? 
what else? What else is here? Oh, uh, of course. So, uh, Christian Blatt, a friend of the Whitfield Report, former on-air producer for Mr. Dennis Miller, a DM on Twitter. I think he might be watching. If so, hello. Are you aware of Andrew Breitbart's whole uh, rap on Rush? How he, how he was raised a huge liberal? And he had a job where he drove around and hated early 90s alternative like Nirvana. So he started listening to talk radio and he started listening to Rush and realized he actually agreed Dad, and he talked to his father-in-law. Uh, person being into actually, uh, Christian, I believe from Andrew's book that that is first that Orson was already. was Andrew. But uh, Adam, there's law in memory. What, what are you talking about? Uh... But no, uh, yeah, it, Andrew had an affinity for Rush, and as I've said, both Rush and, uh, you know, Andrew are kind of on my personal Mount Rushmore of conservatives I admire. So, yeah. And now, two out of three are gone. Fortunately. Um, so, to any... Uh, I do want to kind of end this program and wrap it up. I want to end with one of Rush's final uh, I want to end with one of Rush's final monologues from a few weeks ago on the MAGA movement. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, greetings, great to have you with us. I am Rush Limbaugh, and this is the one and only Excellence in Broadcasting Network, and we've got broadcast... Okay, that was weird. Safari just quit and then rebooted itself. Uh, 
at least that tab did. Alright, yeah, we're good again, I folks. How about the Whitfield Newport Brown cough device? Push the button and people uh, start social distancing. How about a balloon belt that inflates to six feet distance? I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Um. Let's see here. What else, folks? Ah. Uh, so I was going to play Russia's final uh whatever trump calls himself party id wise to me is not relevant it's what his agenda is and he still has the best agenda so i was going to play russia's final uh no one of his final um monologues on MAGA movement going forward and kind of the future of the MAGA movement and people have asked me what I think how I think the MAGA movement will go moving and to be honest I haven't been able to uh I haven't been able to answer that but I think Rush honestly said it best that in a way I can't so here is a rush from a few days ago talking about the future of the magma and mark my words folks uh, Nick Fuentes will not be the head of the magma if I have anything All right. So this is um this is rush on how the magma come screaming back essentially after the left Would rush free Britney? Uh, probably. Let me see here. 
something is kind of true with uh, Steam Labs. Don't know what is. Don't know what's going. Okay, here we are. There we go. Sorry, folks. Uh, just a few technical difficulties. But that is the nature of all live streams. Here is Rush talking about the future of... And Fat Heck Boy is absolutely right in the chat as well. I predict the Tea Party MAGA movement will undergo another name. Change and Trump should not be involved. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. Uh, back heck. And that's kind of what Rush is saying here. So this was this was Rush on the future of the MAGA agenda. This is actually from his official channel. agenda of any whatever Trump calls himself party ID wise to me is not relevant it's what his agenda is and he still has the best agenda of any politician short of Reagan in my lifetime make America great again there's a reason 75 million people voted for Trump there's a reason that when he made that trip down the escalator on June 5th of 2015, there is a reason that he had majority support in the Republican Party. And that is the people that voted for Trump know exactly what the left has been doing to our country. It's nothing to do with race, has nothing to do with white supremacy, nothing to do with white this or that. It has to do with the left destroying Western civilization, destroying the very culture this country was built on, destroying constitutional morality and the rule of law had nothing to do with race. It had nothing to do with white people thinking their country was being taken away from them, made to be safe. Nothing to do with that at all. But that's what the left says it was about. They never gave up on that. They're wrong about it. But people were livid over this. They were livid being called racists. They were livid when they were when, when they heard that they wanted to return to slavery, that's what the Democrats were saying the Trump agenda was about, just a, a crock. It was always about a great country. It was always about making America great again for everybody who lives here, for everybody who's here legally. It was not complicated. Make America great again is not something that you need a Ph.D. to understand. It is so simple, people glommed onto it like white on rice. They loved it. It's why they're still there. I suppose there. that's racist, And they too. still believe it can happen, and it can. The Trump MAGA agenda can succeed. It will succeed again the next time it's implemented because it resonates with millions and millions of people. It's going to really resonate 
after two years of the Democrat tearing this country apart, which they're going to do. The Democrats are going to tear this country apart, value by value, tradition by tradition, institution by institution, they're going to tear it apart. They are going to make America long and hope and and Yeah, the wire in the back of his head is his cochlear implant. The America of their youth, which was great. And there was nothing wrong with it. There was nothing wrong with the Aussie inherit version of America. There was nothing wrong with the beaver cleaver version of America. There was nothing wrong with America then. The Democrats are going to make something wrong with America. They're going to turn it into something it was never intended to be. And the more they do that, the greater the opportunity we're going to have to make America great again. The Trump agenda will not die no matter what he calls it. Republican, independent, take your pick. Doesn't matter to me. Okay, so that was Rush on um, Future of the MAGA movement. Now, a few more things I want to play. So for all of those people accusing him of being a racist, Rush had a uh, black, his radio producer was a black man, or an African-American, or whatever you want to call him, uh, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, certified black enough to criticize Obama. So, this is Rush's... All right, if I said the name James Golden, it might not ring a bell with you, but if you listen to Rush Limbaugh, you probably do know the name Bo Snurdly. That's actually the man on the show himself. He's actually the producer of the Rush Limbaugh Show and founded a political action committee that focuses on reaching out to black American voters. He's here to discuss talk radio, the election, and his mission to make black Americans Republican again. The man himself, Bo Snurdly. James Golden, welcome to the show, my friend. Sean, Sean, it's so good to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to see you. I'm sure you're a lot warmer than I am from where you guys do that show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been raining here all day. So, hey, the sun's about to come out right now. Oh, I'll take it. Um, Hey, lot to get to. I don't mean to start it off on a sour note, but I know uh, Rush at the beginning of the program today talked about his diagnosis. He doesn't talk about it often. Just real quick, how's he doing? He's doing well and as well as can be expected given the diagnosis. You know, we were, we're all very optimistic. Um, he has had, it's an, as he said, it's an up and down roller coaster that you're on with the treatment. But thank goodness, um, from where it started and where he is now, he's doing so much better and we are praying and, and we've got so many millions of people praying yeah. for him to recover. So I'm just going to say we're optimistic and I'm always going to be optimistic. All right. Well, count us among those who are praying for him and, and everyone there. I know it's it's tough. Uh, I've talked to Russia about that. He's it's amazing what he does to, to struggle through this. And so anyway, let's get back to the good stuff, though. Uh, the president was on your show last week. Listen, I, I have always wondered there is so much uh, power in talk radio. 
The more and more people listen to this, it, it gets conservatives fired up. The New York Times had a story out there that said talk radio is turning millions of Americans cons into conservatives. Don't you Good. think the president should be doing more talk radio, James? I know you guys were excited to have him on Rush, but this is his wheelhouse, man. He was excellent. He spent two hours, no commercial, which uh, was just amazing, nonstop, and had a chance to talk about his record. And, of course, he and Rush had a good conversation, a good dialogue about many aspects of his record that you would not hear on mainstream media sources. So that goes to your point. Yeah, he should be doing—the president was on with Newsmax the other day. He should be doing yeah. more of that. You guys are doing amazing work. Um, talk radio. I think he should be doing a lot more talk radio, too, but there are only so many hours in the day. This president is doing two and three rallies a day. He's indefatigable. I mean, his his strength and energy just is just unmatched. I agree. So let's see. We got rallies, Rush, and Newsmax. That's enough. He should just focus on that. <laughs> exactly. That would take him right past the finish line, right, Lindsay? <laughs> That's right. You know, James, we saw, we talked about this early in the show, but we saw Joe Biden uh, call a lid um, until Thursday. You know, many have questioned his ability to run the free world and his cognitive ability. Recently, uh, uh, and sadly, we still are, especially after that uh, that town hall he had on CNN. I am really questioning uh, Biden's faculty at this point. I do want to try and find one of the uh, segments of of Snurdly, uh certified black enough to criticize Obama. All right. Right, so this is one of the segments about uh, about the St. Louis Rams and the NFL and Paul Neal. Wait, no, actually, this would have been. So this was a bit that Snurdly used to do. Uh, Bo Snurdly, official criticizer of Barack Obama. So this was another great and now ladies and gentlemen the official Obama criticizer Bo Snurdly asked me yesterday if he could enter this fray his theory is that he is certified black enough to legitimately and without criticism criticize Obama and he uh, would like to say some words about this NFL episode so without any further delay, here is Mr. Bo Snurdly, the official Obama criticizer here on the EIB Network. This is Bo Snurdly, official Obama criticizer for the EIB Network. Certified black enough to criticize with 100% organic slave blood. Today, Obama isn't the issue. This is a special sports edition. And I have a statement. My fellow Americans, this week... A racial spectacle has been played out, which is nothing less than disgraceful. You know what? Screw this. We're going to the translation right now. Only this time is not a translation for the EIB brothers and sisters in the hood. It's a translation to the hood. Yo, my fellow homies, especially 
Those of you who play in the NFL, every single one of you who shouted out against Rush, check yourself, dog. You got played, okay? Rush ain't your problem, yo. He never was your problem. He never will be your problem. 20 years, man. 20 years, Rush has been telling everybody, you brothers in the NFL deserve to get paid. The NFL and every other sports league there is got to break it off to you because you the best, right? The owners, they got to break it off to you, give up your props, give you your props. Any of you fools know that, yo? No. Instead, you get all puffed up behind some Obama flacky, jump on TV, start mouthing off about Russia, this, Russia, that slavery, this slavery, that, whatever, whatever. It was all made up, yo. Some of these clown reporters on TV who fed all this stuff to you, yo, you know what they doing now? They out here trying to apologize quietly so they don't get their asses sued. Yo, check that out. Y'all got played. So here's your question for you brothers, especially some of y'all in the NFL. Y'all going to man up? Y'all going to man up and say, hey, we got played, man. We kind of sorry. Oop, we didn't know. Okay? Now, let me, while I'm, yo, let me get this off, okay? McNabb, can we just do this one more time? Square up. Even if Rush said what y'all thought he said, which he didn't say, what's the biggie? Y'all thought he said that McNabb wasn't all of that and and, and was getting props because people wanted a black guy to succeed at quarterback. So what? So what? Don't y'all want to see a black quarterback make it, yo? I do. So so the sports media guys said, you know, they want him to succeed. What's the big deal? Is there a problem here, yo? And McNabb, you a punk, yo. Now, my NFL Brothers, let me ask you a question here. Who was it that ripped Michael Vick a new one after he got done in the joint? Was it Rush? Nope. It was a bunch of your white liberal sports writer guys pretending they love their dogs more than they love their wives, okay? That's who ripped all over Michael Vick. Who's been ripping Plexico? Who's been ripping Plaxman? Every time y'all get ripped, who, who, who was it that ran T.O. up on out of Dallas, yo? Okay, was it Rush? No. Okay, now for all you homies, this is outside the NFL. For all my brothers and sisters, y'all want to get pissed off about somebody insulting black people? Why don't y'all watch BET, Black Exploitation Television? Okay, you want to know who's calling black women bitches hold this, bitches hold that? Has it Rush Limbaugh? No. Who's telling y'all that all y'all can do is jiggle your butts on TV? Is it Rush Limbaugh? No. Rush ain't your enemy, yo. You know what the biggest threat to black men is in America, yo? It ain't Rush Limbaugh. It's other black men who are killing our brothers like they did that young boy out in Chicago, okay? Half, a quarter of our brothers don't even make it to be age 25 because they get shot up by other black men. Rush out there pulling the trigger? No. And y'all brothers, y'all got anything to say about it? Especially y'all in the NFL. Y'all get paid, y'all leave the hood. That's that. None a word, okay? Now, for all of y'all who live deep in the hood, I got another question. Is it Rush Limbaugh stopping your kids from being educated in your rundown schools, in your rundown ass neighborhoods? No. Who is it? 
And where's Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson on that instead of flapping their mouth about all this other stuff that they don't know anything else about? How come Al, Jesse, and y'all are living large and the hood is still the hood? That concludes my statement. As the official Obama criticizer, Bo Snurdly. And that, see, that whole bit right there, that certainly uh, did himself, that is one of the media matters uh, quotes. There, there's this whole media matters list that, like, a bunch of libtards have on my uh, wall and Facebook. All of the stuff Said, most of it is miracle life. That in particular, folks, is uh, something that Nerdly himself actually said, but Media Matters decided to put as rush at why because they are deceptive. All right, uh, let's see here. Okay, so who all was here? Okay, Warfist popped in the chat. Uh, Olives is here. Fat Kickboy is here. Good, good, good. Fluffy Phil. Uh, will, will Rush save Brittany? No, but Sam will give... Brittany, uh, or, uh, I could share it ride. You're damn right, Phil. Uh, what's... Uh, let's see. Jesse. Uh, who are you talking about, though? All, all of Jesse Jackson? Obviously. Or, uh, Jesse from Potomac? I don't know. But anyway, folks, I don't want to, uh, keep this show going for much longer, but I do want to close, uh, I want to kind of, you know, wrap up the show a little bit. Because a lot of people think I'm dad and I am Rush was a loss for sure but you know what folks being able to gather with you with you all and being able to Talk to you guys every week. Sometimes more about uh, topics and subject matter, or just about like complete random nonsense. That means the world to me. It really does. I love doing this show for you. It is one of my passions in life. I really do enjoy this. 
and agree with him or disagree with him, love or hate him, Rush was instrumental in this show. He's been instrumental in my style as a broadcaster. This show would not exist had it not been for me listening to Rush back in the early days of the show. I am so uh, glad that I did. And for those of you who think that, oh, uh, you know, the the conservative movement, the 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 right things are over now that Ru that Rush is gone. Oh, the the right the right's crying now. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not crying. I'm not crying yet. You, the amusing thing is, even in death, the left is still triggered by Rush. I mean, you can't get much, much you can't uh, troll much harder than that, ladies and gentlemen. You, you really, you really can't. I mean, I know that I've said Alan Powell is the greatest troll who ever lived, and he, he is. But as far as trolls in the uh, in the uh, afterlife now, Rush is Rush is top dog right now because the mere the mere fact that he existed is still triggering leftists out there. And for any of you who think that the that I'm gonna stop doing the show now that my uh, inspiration is gone, let me tell you something. The uh, the show is just gonna keep on going. I'm not I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I'm not doing any of that, folks. Come March 25th, a little over a month from now, I will be celebrating 15 years of podcast. I'll be celebrating 15 years. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a long time. And I'm just getting started. And I will continue to slaughter sacred cows on both the left and the right. We're just getting started. And I will continue to not only slaughter sacred cows, but also motivate the fuck out of you guys. Because that's what I am here to do with you guys as well. And make you guys laugh, make you guys cry. Some of you guys will love me, some of you guys will hate me, but hey, you guys are still my loyal listeners. So, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I love you guys and we're going to have a, we're going to have a grand time in 2021 and we'll, we'll set, we'll save all the exploits for the, uh, for the anniversary show, but that's coming up and I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere, uh, guys. I'm not going anywhere. Well, Warfist doesn't have any sacred cows. Warfist 
listens to the interest of stuff like I do. And those guys, Jeremy and his pretty wife, uh, Sonny, yeah, they, they, they slaughter, they don't even slaughter sacred cows. They just slaughter wool cows in general. But yeah, we'll be back, folks, over and over and over again. Week after week, the Savage Express here on the Whitfield Report is not going anywhere. I'm certainly not going anywhere. And, uh, you know, if you don't like it, uh, have luck. And, uh, yeah. All right, folks, uh, Ad and right, I want to thank you for tuning in to the program. God bless you. God save this great nation. Rest in peace, uh, Rush. I, uh, you know, thank you for uh, 32 years of broadcast excellence. And wherever you are, I know you're smiling down. And uh, folks, I will be back tomorrow for the Thursday edition. So until then, God bless. God save the sweet nation. God freedom, I'll see in that order. And thank you for listening. Also, go over and subscribe to Bruce City Synth as well because she deserves uh, your support. If, if I can get to 725 subscribers and I'm just talking... She's way more creative and talented than I am. She deserves a, uh, you know, a few more subs. And yes, F in, F in the chat for Rush. But anyway, folks, that is the, uh, as Dennis Miller used to say on his show, and yes, to uh, you Twitter trolls out there, I'll admit, I do rip off some of uh, Dennis Miller's stuff. It's called bar. It's called borrowing. Uh, you know. It's called borrowing style. Uh, if you know, adapting stuff from people you admire. And that's the other thing is I've I've borrowed a little of Rush. I've borrowed a little bit of Dennis Miller. I've borrowed you know. I've borrowed a little bit from everyone and melded it into. The Savage Express in this show. And at this point, I think the, the formula or the soup or whatever you want to call it, the recipe, is pretty close to perfect. Yes, redistribution brew, I like that. But anyway, folks, just to wrap... Just to, uh, you know, piss the trolls off, let me just say, that is the news, and I am out of here. I'll see you tomorrow, folks. God bless.